0: Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me every Tuesday and Friday to talk all about Bravo TV. On Tuesdays, I report on all the latest news stories happening in the off-screen lives of our favorite Bravo celebrities. And Friday bonus episodes range from one season wonder recaps, Bravo celebrity product reviews, book club discussions, very random deep dives, and so much more. Sit back, grab your drink, and enjoy the show. We can't forget that Tinsley was the one who suggested, suggested Cartagena as a cash trip. It's where Lou wasn't drinking. It's where we had the boat ride from hell. It's where Ramona shit on the floor for the first time. Huge in Housewives history.
1: And Sonia wearing diapers.
0: Oh my god. Sonia and... And actually, wait. Was this the trip where Ramona was in a wheelchair? <laughs> like... <laughs> wait.
1: I can't remember, but wasn't it the trip where she had, like, that chemical peel before or something?
0: I think that was a Mexico... Oh, yeah. Okay, Ramona wore the wheelchair during... She wore the wheelchair. She she was in a wheelchair in Cartagena. Oh, my God. But, like, what a great sport. She's like, (laughs) I'm going on the cast trip. There is truly nothing that could stop me. You could cut all my limbs off. I'm going on the cast trip <laughs> we had her first date with scott on the real housewives of new york it was a blind date that carol set her up for carol who also did her so dirty i fucking hate carol so many people love her i hate her
1: i love I her, her. <sighs> i stand carol
0: i do not it's like she always wanted to seem like she was like too good for the show it's like well if you're too good for the show get off the show Like you don't need to be on the show That's the whole point of Roni. Like, it's for the, basically, the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) And that's, like, the point of housewives. You're not supposed to be, like, genuine people in society.
1: Well, she did get off the show, and now is hawking vibrating necklaces, isn't she?
0: (sighs) Yeah, which, yeah, I don't know if that's as lucrative as being on the Real Housewives (laughs) of New York, but it's pleasurable. Potentially more pleasurable. (laughs) So she meets Scott at this blind date. She immediately is attracted to him. And as we were talking about before, she's into chubby white dudes with like, but you know what? It could explain a little bit because, you know, this Nico guy was like Cuban and fiery. And like, they clearly had like a really aggressive, abusive relationship. And Topper seemed to be like a chubby white where like, he seemed kind of boring if we were talking about how like he's like thinks he's too cool to be rich and i have a feeling he just like wants to sit at home and like eat pot roast for dinner and like not do anything where and it's kind of like non-threatening and i feel like scott has like similar scott gives me very similar topper vibes maybe not like the old money but
1: new money he is the coupon king Coupon King from Chicago, and now <laughs> she finally got that crown.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's since
1: Casimir couldn't get her.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's sitting on a throne of coupons in Chicago, which, good for her. And you can't really find much about her apartment there, but I saw some picture on like an Instagram story and had like floor to ceiling windows and I think it's like I think someone actually messaged me on Instagram saying it's like a duplex in Chicago in this like beautiful luxury building
1: yeah doesn't I live in the Hancock tower or near the Hancock tower I don't know if there are apartments in the Hancock tower but I think that's somewhere around that that's where they live I mean good for her that she like found love in a hopeless place hashtag Rony. <laughs> yeah
0: right i know the love affairs that have blossomed out of ronnie generally burst into flames a la jason right. Bobby and bethany
1: and that like yeah she made the decision to leave the show to be with that man so i mean who else has left the show because of her relationship I honestly don't think i don't
0: think any of them and i think that was a a telling sign about like her new found confidence where she was like the show was a stepping stone it got me to where i wanted to go i'm i'm feeling better about myself i might not be the same socialite but she found a little bit of her fame fans really really loved her and then she you know found this like sweet guy who loves her and and i don't blame him for being like I can't leave Chicago. I'm the CEO of a company. If you want to be with me, you need to be in Chicago. And he never made her come off the show in the seasons where they were like on and off dating. I don't blame him for not wanting to put his relationship out there for the entire world to see where all the women were like, you don't tell us every single thing about Scott. Where It's like, well, of course, she respects her partner. Even if they're going like back and forth and breaking up and this and that. And, you know, that's... It's like, it's not embarrassing, but it, it's just, it's not ideal. You don't want to put your man on blast. Men are already like so weird. And especially about like a show like Rony, where if you say one thing, they will turn it into the biggest scandal ever. And, you know, Dorinda just having a complete bone to pick for Tinsley from the get go was just hard. And so I don't blame her for being withholding to these women because they were jerks to her. <laughs> Especially right.
1: that's got another really important question, though. They tend take the blue chairs to Chicago.
0: <laughs> I know. Are the blue chairs in the back seat of that like big truck that like took her out of New York? <laughs> they definitely were, they have to be there. I, or, or they're in like a storage unit in Dale's home in Rhode Island or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the blue chairs. And we also can't forget Tinsley left in the middle of season 12, which was last season. It was a big to-do. Most of the women, I think, kind of realized that this was going to be happening and just got over it. But Dorinda could not stomach the idea of Tinsley finding a new man, getting the happy ending that she always wanted. And it came out in the, the reunion that... Dorinda's ex-boyfriend John actually ended up borrowing money from Scott which is one of the reasons why Dorinda was very upset with Tinsley because I guess maybe Tinsley didn't tell Dorinda or Dorinda felt like she you know is dating a total loser which John is a absolute loser I actually like know a girl who one of like my my good sources who is a bartender and, like works obviously with bartenders like in the city and she was working at a place downtown and said like Dorinda John and these two girls came in about like two years ago to the bar and John gave this girl like $200 cash and was like don't tell any like don't have a problem with this and him and the other two girls were doing like key bumps of cocaine off like at the bar Dorinda wasn't doing any supposedly but i'm like what a jerk like but yeah not surprising that they're doing coke in public that's yeah, it's it's on brand
1: were so, they doing coke in your bathroom
0: i wish they were doing coke in my bathroom <laughs> <laughs> oh god what a, that's when beverly hills was on point cocaine accusations that was a fiery trip they were all on one So then in November of 2019, Scott and Tinsley got engaged, very happy for them. It was like a beautiful engagement in the middle of a Chicago winter where she was wearing a coat that literally like went down to her ankles because it's so cold in Chicago. And I read in an article that she is now serving as the editorial director of style and beauty for Coupon Cabin, which I feel like is just an excuse for Scott to put her on payroll. Right. <laughs> Give her um, insurance.
1: I mean, we saw her styling a shelf with handbags. We saw her pretending to design handbags. So I don't think she's a great pick for an editorial director for style and beauty.
0: <laughs> He's like, she shops a lot. She's incredibly <laughs> Uh, she's incredibly what's the word um <laughs> forget the word <laughs> so currently she's in palm beach with scott and dogs strawberry and shortcake she is a dog advocate for PETA. and dale finally acknowledged scott in tinsley's life and made her a christmas stocking which is the sign that dale thinks you're actually going to last in her life and i would do anything for a a needlepoint stocking from dale and she's incredible at doing it i'll post a picture on the bravo happy hour instagram but it looks really good and it's funny because she put like all of her uh, all of scott's favorite things on the on the stocking and it's like You know, obviously strawberry and shortcake, a passport, a pot, like um, I think a pizza. What what looks like a bottle of vodka, (laughs) an apple because I'm (laughs) guessing like Tinsley, uh, like a big building in Chicago, hockey sticks, so and a fire truck because I guess he's also like a seven year old little boy who like loves fire trucks. I guess so. To touch on some of the men that kind of came through our lives in Tinsley's time on the show we have topper who married designer tabitha simmons in june of 2018 they had a really really romantic engagement uh, tabitha said i was playing candy crush in my pajamas and he knelt <laughs> down at the end of the bed and that's where they got married that's how they got married it's, romance is is alive in the hamptons right
1: now oh that's yeah that's how i want to get engaged
0: yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thought. <laughs> She's like in her pajamas playing Candy Crush, which like, I don't understand phone games. I don't play any games. <laughs> I have not a single game. I'm like, I don't care about games. I'm not good at them. I get bored. I don't know. I don't play no game. <laughs> they had a super star-studded wedding. Nina Garcia was there, Tori Birch, Liv Tyler, Brooke Shields, Georgina Chapman the ex-wife of <laughs> barbie weinstein and tinsley's like number one person on her speed dial <laughs> and also lauren santo domingo so all of these people are tied together so she was a vogue editor but then ended up starting moda operandi which is like this really high-end fashion website but lauren was actually the person who Paul Johnson Calderon said that he had worked for at Vogue. And then she ended up going and saying, You did not work for me, bro. Like we didn't, we did not work together. So I love how all of these people kind of like run within the same circle and they all kind of know one another. Very, very interesting.
1: High society is a small, small world. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Wasn't that like Jill Zarin's like first uh, tagline where she was like, oh no, she was like, I run with a fabulous circle of people. people. Yeah. Yeah. I run with a fabulous society of people. She's so gross. Um, we have to touch on Prince Casimir Wittingstein's son. Okay, not okay, you say his last
1: name. Since Kazimir zu sein Wittgenstein. Yeah,
0: that is. Say
1: that fast three times.
0: (laughs) I I don't want to completely mortify myself. (laughs) I've done it enough on this six part series. I can't, I cannot withstand any more abuse for my (laughs) lack of German knowledge. So he is also kind of off the grid, just like Nico. I think, yeah, after like just being horrible in high society, you generally go into hiding. He married an American model in June of 2019. Her name is Alana Camille Bunt. Bunta. We can't really find much about them. They were written up in Bride's magazine just being like a prince marries a hot girl. Who would have thought And then in April of 2020 it was interesting because he was in the press because he was accused of globe trotting around throughout London and Uruguay and avoiding to pay his wife a 600 pound loan to his ex-wife. And I guess this loan was because he, this is so bonkers, which people are so confusing. So obviously Casimir has no job and I don't think he's ever worked other than just be potentially like getting the stipend from being on high society for two episodes. Prince Casimir owes his ex-wife all of this money supposedly because he wasn't paying child support. So he had to borrow money from his wife to pay child support, I guess, through the government. And then in April 2020, the ex-wife was like, yeah, dude, this is close to 600 pounds. <laughs> you need to pay me back. You Sell a castle. I don't know. Like, do something because <laughs> like this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all bit weird because his ex-wife who was, uh who is seven years older than him um, is was the alleged mistress of the king of Spain as well so I don't think she's a really liable source either
0: <laughs> he has a really good way of picking picking gems this one <laughs> so Prince Kazi good luck on your wedding he had a baby as well so Good for you. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) So we move on to Dabney Mercer. Dabney Mercer is currently a corporate consultant at Kaiser Consulting. She's not married yet, but she's living with her fiance, Jay, down in Palm Beach. And that's kind of all we really have on Dabney. She pretty much lays low. We saw her on Housewives a little bit, but nothing, nothing major. And I think she just has a normal life.
1: Yeah, and I think after, like, that shit show High Society where she was like, I don't want to get too involved in reality TV. I come and visit my sister, and if the cameras are there, the cameras are there. But, yeah, I think she was like, no, this was not a good look for me. I'd rather lay low and live a normal life.
0: Which is, like, I don't know. I don't think I could ever put myself on a platform like this. It just seems like going onto a reality show would like rip me apart like I can't even look at my reviews on iTunes without like going into a full spiral and then like being like well I can't work all day I am <laughs> in a depression so okay so, so I can't even imagine like being on a a platform like this and then having yeah, people like me podcast about me <laughs> horrible absolutely horrible to Dale Mercer, she's also currently living in Palm Beach, which makes sense because it's gross on the East Coast right now. She doesn't really do anything that we know. She's still saying she is a interior designer based on her Instagram bio. Her Instagram bio is actually quite impressive. It says Palm Beach, Newport, Richmond, Meredith College, BA. She went to Harvard with a Masters in Art. Very chic, a rony mom. And she's an interior designer. She is certified by the Council for Interior Design Board and the American Society of Interior Designers. So, yeah, all we really know is that she is terrorizing Tinsley. Well, terrorizing Tinsley prior to the engagement. Now that I think she's engaged, I feel like Dale likes her a little bit more.
1: I know. I think so, too. She laid off.
0: Yeah, she's like, finally, your worth is proven by the fact that you found a man. We don't have any updates on her dating life. I watched a video on Bravo TV where Tinsley and Dale were talking about their how Dale is single and not dating anybody. And Tinsley was like, I think my mom is going to wait to... Be with someone to try to find someone after the two of us are married, which is also what Jill Zarin said when someone was like, Jill, when are you getting married to your boyfriend? And she was like, I refuse to get married until Allie gets married, which only, you know, puts this really fun pressure on your kid to, to get married, <laughs> to find love. It's fun. <laughs> it's nice. It like makes it more about you, Jill, than it does about Allie, like this fucking fraudulent way of being supportive. It's like, no. We had one great scene. Well, obviously Dale was on Rony, and so many people thought that Dale should also have been a friend of on the show or on the show more. She did get testimonials, which is a testimony as to how great okay. how great she could be on television. We saw her, yeah, going back and forth with Tinsley about. Getting married, they try on wedding dresses. When Tinsley was not engaged, and I actually believe they were broken up, and that's where they cried about Tinsley freezing her eggs to potentially have children in the future. So I don't know if Tinsley wants to be a mom. I'm kind of on the on the in the mindset that she just wants to be a dog mom.
1: Yeah, probably, but she will must have a kid to yeah. have the perfect picture. So. It's just a question of time till she gets out, does frozen eggs on the la Française. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs>
0: we also have T- Dale being equally as petty as she was on High Society as she was on Roni. At one point, she was wearing a pair of shoes by Tabitha Simmons, Topper's new wife. And was asking Tinsley on screen how she felt about them. She liked the shoes. Oh, they're Tabitha's. And then Tinsley recounts to the audience that Dale actually sent a baby gift to Topper and Tabitha to celebrate their first child together. And Dale said she put Tinsley's name on the card, too. <laughs> Dale. Let go. Let the mouse go. <laughs> <laughs> uh. From there, we go to Paul Johnson Calderon. (sighs) Paul. Paul, Paul.
1: Where to (laughs) start.
0: Where to start. So after the show, obviously he didn't get the most glowing character review on the show, but we have an update from him in march of 2011 supposedly he was caught breaking into the university of massachusetts phi kappa alpha house hanging out with frat boys obviously paul and this girl jesslyn dixon were apprended when smoke alarms accidentally went off when they entered this house causing the sprinkler systems to go off the two of them were both charged with felonies and wanton destruction of property Like, you're a grown man at this point. I think he was, like, 29. Like, what are you doing breaking into frat houses, Paul? Time and place. That was 10 years ago. That's what you should have been doing.
1: And probably his mother has to lend him money again to pay for the destruction.
0: (laughs) He's like, Mom, can I borrow $250? (laughs) 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 I don't have enough. Sorry. So in... 2013 he kind of so paul jules and Devorah will see all kind of lay low off social media lay low in the public eye which understandable all things considered and in 2013 paul announced on social media that he was sober after admitting himself to mclean hospital for treatment and partaking in the smart recovery program what is smart recovery uh da da smart stands for self-management and recovery training the approach is secular and science-based using cognitive behavioral therapy and non-confrontational motivational methods it's an alternative to aa oh i actually i like this smart differs from aa by not encouraging individuals to admit powerlessness over addictions not using the concept of a higher power and not endorsing the disease theory of alcoholism yeah i kind of fuck with smart recovery and and comparison to AA. But that's just my own my own musings. Uh so good for him, sober. And where we are right now with Paul is I believe he's still sober. At least he looks sober based on Instagram. He was saying um he was in this recovery program with 21 year old girls who were addicted to heroin who were selling their bodies in quincy market i struggled with alcohol and cocaine addiction and i was like okay i'm really bad the one i got there i realized was actually not that bad it was easier for me to tell my story he's like okay so once i realized like my privilege has made addiction so much shaker that i realized i was actually like kind of
1: fine i'm totally fine exactly it sounds like oh yeah oh, i'm not really an addict I'm still going to tell you my story, but I'm not really that bad. So I can still drink.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's not that bad, but he addressed having a cocaine addiction too, which could potentially explain some of the throwing. Like, I feel like sometimes he would have like bouts of rage, like manic rage, where, you know, he's throwing the drink, throwing the drink in Alex's face directly Bye. in her face <laughs> like i feel like he had moments where he would just completely snap and then you would also kind of see like the flip side of that where with tommy sometimes he would actually seem like he was like a i know you're gonna roll your eyes when i say paul seems like a, a loving partner to tommy at some points but you would kind of be able to see like both sides of him whereas again like we'll talk more about what jules is up to but I felt like Jules didn't have that Jules never had like that moment where you were like oh you come down from this horrible high of your personality
1: true but I still think Paul was on one the whole time the whole two weeks they were filming <laughs>
0: <laughs> the three-week production window he was coked out the entire time yeah that's, that's not surprising so in 2014, he tried to launch a bow tie line called Mauvais Garçons, which means bad boys, didn't didn't take off, but I do follow them on Facebook. So if anything happens, if they come out with a new bow tie line, you guys would be the first to know. He now works with Deconstructing Stigma, which is a... Um, interview and photograph series uh, featuring people across the United States who have been affected by mental illness and he has lots of like photos with this brand and he's a really handsome guy I find him to be attractive but his hairdo that he's rocking right now is very bad it looks like he is like a goth girl from
3: 2007 right
0: it's like this straightened long bang situation I can't really describe it but it's not good it is not good I don't even want to go into it it's like too it's it's too mean it's too mean so <laughs> he's currently living in San Francisco, California. He's on the board of directors for the Mental Health Institute of San Francisco. On Instagram he is now calling himself Paul Reed and I also found his mom's Instagram because I have no fucking life and he hasn't blocked me yet. So she's also going by Melissa Reed. So I'm wondering if they did like a full rebrand after <laughs> a family rebrand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I went into the what do you call it? Victim.
0: Oh, witness protection. Um, program. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's actually so, I mean, Jules literally did. She fled the country and True. can really no longer be found. Oh my God. So he is a civil rights activist, LGBTQ activist, super, super politically active, and it looks like he's actually doing pretty well. And so I'm, I'm happy for him. He, he seems, he seems happy. He has like friends in his photos. And so he looks like he's a, a well-adjusted human being again, not like Jules, who's just like, look at my six pack. That's all I have in life. <laughs> flat abs and fake tits. Which I'd like the flat abs part. I, don't. <laughs> I also found something interesting that I saw on LinkedIn when I tried to find Paul Johnson Calderon. And it was saying that from January, 2011 through present day he was a director of social media for Dumois which is like a blind item Instagram account and website that celebrities um basically just get like completely um exposed so I don't know what that's about I feel like in his new like uh journey through like sobriety and being a better person that I wouldn't really assume that he would work for a company like Dumois which is like very exploitative and And, like, after he went through being on a reality show and going through the stuff he went through on High Society, it kind of shocked me that he would be involved with Dumas. But I don't know. He might know. I don't believe
1: it. I call bullshit. I don't think that he ever worked for them.
0: Also, I wonder if his LinkedIn's actually... I wonder if the LinkedIn account is actually him or if it's someone pretending to be him. Because if he's going by Paul Reed on everything else why would it be Paul Johnson Calderon on LinkedIn?
1: I mean, when was it updated last? So
0: I don't know. I don't know. I need like real-time updates when any of like anything, I have alerts when anything on his LinkedIn changes. (laughs) But he seems good and I'm happy for Paul Johnson Calderon, aka Paul Reed. So I'm happy that he, he seems clean and seems happy. And just to tap on Tommy, the, the extra who played his boyfriend, he is now <laughs> literally doing the best out of everybody. I think it's Tinsley and then Paul. I think it's Tinsley, <laughs> then Tommy in terms of like star power and staying in the media. Okay. So Tommy is a TV host and lifestyle contributor seen on the Rachel Ray show, the Today Show. ET and a lot of other shows he covers everything from celebrity interviews human interest stories lifestyle topics like fashion trends grooming travel health fitness wellness he's married to an absolute babe named Gio Benitez who's an American broadcast journalist and correspondent for ABC News maybe he knows Carol (laughs) and he also has won three Emmy Awards. Can you believe someone on this show associates with someone who wins awards? (laughs) Other than (laughs) like, maybe Tinsley for the the book award she might've won for Southern Charm, the the tale of Minty Davenport.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's crazy how like, yeah, you go from, what did his Kyren say? romance cover book model oh yeah
0: romance cover book <laughs> romance book model,
1: <laughs> cover I, model. F-
0: I feel like he also had to wear like fake long wigs to look like fabio <laughs> <laughs>
1: probably but yeah going from that to actually having like a real career and a healthy lifestyle and being happy and married good for you tommy and he still is gorgeous.
0: Absolute, babe. Him and his husband are just stunning together. <laughs> it's it's a match made in heaven. I wonder. And and it's so interesting. Like, barely any of these people follow each other. Because that was, like, another layer where I went into it. Dabney follows a couple people. Like, Dabney and, Al- and Paul followed each other. But, like, Tinsley doesn't follow any of these people. So it's interesting how it could have really been a situation where they were just co-workers it's like we're none of us are friends and n- <laughs> nobody follows devora oh um, we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there she, she is the end of our episode <laughs> where are they now um <laughs> we'll touch quickly on alex osipow who is the the starlet who got the drink thrown in her face she is completely off the grid she is currently a lawyer a mother of two and private on all social media.
3: Make the same no brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code Program.
0: And that's kind of it. You can't find a single thing. Couldn't Uh, even find anything about her husband.
3: She
1: didn't. was on that show much more than what you just said about where where she's now. Let's yeah. be honest.
0: Yeah, I don't think really anything's changed other than like the addition of two little ones. So we then move to the one and only Jules Darling Kirby. Your middle name isn't even Darling. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite cast member and one of the most problematic people in the world. After the show, you could imagine that she basically had to go into hiding. <laughs> and after all the backlash after her, you know, homophobia and racism and everything, she was pretty mortified. And it seems like she started them blaming the CW for all of the, the words that they put into her mouth. Well, a source who I believe was one of the producers said that Jules actually refused to go to the premiere party Um, because she was really upset about her portrayal she's particularly annoyed that she admits in the trailer to occasionally using the n-word Kirby didn't respond to the request for comments after they said that but two producers on the show told us she's tough to pin down we're disappointed she didn't show up to the party because she's completely unforgettable (laughs) which I think like probably some of the producers like never even met her because they just like You know, they're probably like on-site producers who like would deal with them and then the other people just like watch the footage i would do anything to be like oh my god we just watched the one of the worst human beings go on television i can't wait to meet her in person and she's like (laughs) you're not gonna get that luxury
1: nope (sighs) so
0: (sighs) she wrote on her own facebook after the show aired i'm sorry if you were offended the show is scripted and we are given lines and characters my grandma is married to a jew Everything was cut and pasted to make it look like I was a stupid bitch. I, and I regret that they did not do a better job saying it was a docu-soap, not a reality show. All of that is untrue, other than the fact that her grandma is Jewish or is married to a Jewish person. Even that, like, my grandma's married to a Jew. Like, that's not how you um speak about Jewish people, but okay, I mean, you're trying. You're attempting. <laughs> but even that, she's like, um... I'm kind of Jewish it's like well again like you're not realizing then that like maybe this is a little offensive maybe some of your actions doing like Heil Hitler like in the middle of a bar
1: to Germans isn't
0: appropriate ever
1: right never I mean, funny that's <laughs> hope she has learned from her time on that show <laughs>
0: I honestly don't think that's possible. I feel like that hate and that ignorance is just ingrained in you forever. And even if it's like, it's like Dorinda when she was on when Dorinda was on the Real Housewives of New York and like was in a restaurant and like saw a black person in a tie and she was like, "Garçon, can I have another Diet Coke with vodka?" And he's like, "I don't work here." She's like, "Ooh, ooh, I just saw a non-white, and I had to assume that they." that he didn't work that he worked here like I feel like it's like an inherent bias and inherent racism and homophobia in her that she she can't really
1: well I mean she got a new face maybe she got a new brain
0: I could definitely see her parents being like you're getting a lobotomy or at least shock shock therapy (laughs) (laughs) you were out of control honey
1: (laughs) and hey to be fair I mean she follows one black person on her Instagram.
0: <laughs> Ew, like Obama? <laughs> no. She's like Queen Bey. I love single ladies. Beyonce is a queen.
1: <laughs> no, I mean she only follows seventy six people. She has a hundred thousand followers though. I'm like, well, you probably bought some of them. She
0: most definitely bought all of them. I'm not even one of them. This is like the fact that like I can't do my own research on her page. Like she blocked me on both of her accounts. So she has two Instagrams. One is Gem Touchdown where I think she changed her name to Gem. She's got Tick Old Bitties. She's got a new nose that kind of makes her look like Naomi from Southern Charm. And True. she's got big blonde hair. She's got the veneers. She's got fake lips. She's got a killer six pack crazy crazy six-pack so good good for her so she has that which kind of like chronicles her travels all throughout Madrid it seemed like where was she was she in Barcelona she or?
1: lives in Madrid she lives in Madrid and she travels all the time
0: yeah I don't think she's working I don't think she got that Definitely I don't think not. she landed the job at the UN I don't <laughs> her her CV wasn't um Cushioned enough. But (laughs) she also has another Instagram account called Toast and Apples, which is like her foodie blog, which I love when like anorexic girls are like, look, I eat. I eat. I dine out. I'm constantly eating. Look at me. I eat so much. And look, I managed to eat so much and have 0% body fat. It's magnificent. I'm a wonder. My body is. Needs to be studied.
3: We...
1: Yeah, but what is interesting is that she still follows some of the Mortimers oh. on Instagram. I mean, obviously she doesn't follow um, Tinsley or Dale or Dubney, but like the on the Mortimer side, she follows a few family members.
0: Huh. Well, that's interesting, and I, I'm guessing like. Oh, that old money! Oh, I wish I could see her followers. This is so annoying. <laughs> I'm like in timeout. She blocked me on both my accounts, every way possible. Before an episode even came out of this, before we were no, this this happened before, during our second recording session, which we've done four thus far. So, so it's been a rough couple of weeks as I as I deal with the fallout. I also found one thing where she was talking with malik so chic you guys if you don't remember malik so chic he was in the first episode of this (laughs) iconic series where him and Jules were talking about um so he was posting on facebook lol she sent me threatening text messages about being a black man in america she says i'm an uncle tom people are dumb lol it looks like i'm no not on it as much and that's a good thing i guess so i guess like he probably filmed a lot of scenes and like I was like reading articles about Malik Soshik and he was like, "I'm the star of High Society," and it's like you were on like four, four minutes total.
1: <laughs> right. And,
0: like the we accomplice... were in a, a limo. <laughs> yeah. Jules <laughs> Darling yeah. Kirby responded to him saying, "Well, you don't know. That was just the first episode. Jesus, people are so backwards. This go the show is scripted, and yeah, I use the n word, but like it's hey, my n words. Like Jay taught me when they, of course, chop that bit away. sucks sorry." Like J like JW taught me like who's JW? You need to be you need to be interrogated JW. I don't know. So she's obviously not backing down. I also found out that after the show she literally got kicked out of um, they said she got kicked out of the city of Barcelona because she hosted a naked pool party on the rooftop of the Ritz Hotel in Barcelona. Not surprising. Get a girl.
1: But, like, how do you get kicked out of the city? I don't know.
0: (laughs) They they excommunicated her.
1: That's why she moved to Madrid.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. She said Madrid is way cooler in regards to naked dance parties. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jules, if you want to come on this show and defend yourself please. It's an open door policy. I'm around. And please don't attempt to sue me because Laura Marie shaneholz from the Sexy Unique podcast, I think like two years ago, did a recap of the show too. I didn't listen to it before this because I don't like muddying the waters of my brain of who said what. And I'm like, oh, this genius idea I had. And it's like, no, she actually had that idea. I heard it somewhere. She said that Jules reached out to her and threatened to sue her. Because of the deep dive. So I'm actively waiting for a season desist. I cannot wait. I need to be sued. I really think a lawsuit would take this show to the top. To the top of the charts.
1: I'm with you. I'm gonna walk to the court with you like Danielle (laughs) Stop did with Kim D, Kim D. and the other random person.
0: (laughs) We'll bust it up Sex in the City.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god.
0: Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I have all my, my homies with me, all my followers, like, and listeners come, and, like, with big picket signs outside. Justice for Megan.
1: <laughs> you, me, a Mercedes.
0: Oh, my God. I I know. I'm I'm like, I'd pay money for that, but, like, imagine just I really got fucking sued. What would I say? Like, all this stuff that we're talking about, like, is fact that she said all this stuff (laughs) but none of it's speculation
1: or allegedly like
0: you did these things
1: (laughs) it's all public knowledge
0: oh my god and to finish up our where are they now section we have to end with devorah rose aka deborah denise trachtenberg oh deborah denise
1: (sighs) the biggest star of the whole show
0: she was a lost soul when she came on the show, and after finding more information about her online, it solidified everything I already thought of her. She was profiled in the New York Times in 2011. At one point, she said, I grew up wanting to be a brain surgeon, a heavy metal rocker, and a novelist, but never a socialite.
1: But then you decided to become a socialite.
0: <laughs> I know. I really thought she would be an amazing brain surgeon. I really thought the medical field is where Devora would have ended up. So she actually studied at Barnard College, which is where Tinsley also went. So I kind of wonder if they ever cross paths. It's like Heather and Lisa on Salt Lake City, where Lisa's, where Heather's like, how do you not remember me? <laughs> like, uh. She
1: was a good time, girl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so in this New York Times article, it was so interesting because... They had a quote by this author named Helen Oyoyemi, and she is like an author I read in college, like, and I really loved all her work. And she was a classmate of Devorah's. And so when I'm reading this article, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like an accomplished writer, like is talking about Devorah Rose. I'm like, again, all, everything in my life always leads back to Bravo. Even if it's like, doesn't make any sense, it always happens. And she said, I remember her being quite wry, writing about desire (laughs) which like that does that that tracks and also helen wrote a book called mr fox which is amazing get it for your february reading and boy bird snow she's an amazing writer i suggest i suggest reading her but that was a little tangent so devora obviously after the massive success on high society she ended up being what i believe she thought was like an international socialite she actually started dating salman Rushdie, who is a british indian novelist and essayist and the ex-husband of padma lakshmi they started having this like facebook flirtation which who would have thought devora and salman would have ever smashed right (laughs) very weird he says to her on Facebook, I'll be back in the city in two weeks. If you feel like meeting up for a drink in real life, Facebook has its limits. She goes, that would be lovely. Yes. He says, great. I'm back the 13th. We'll be in touch. Blah, 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 blah. Then they got drinks, whatever. Then it seems like they hung out on four different occasions. And on the fifth one, no shock here, Salmon tried to smash. And Devora could not understand that a man who kept taking her out, who's like twenty five years older than her, would would want that with her. It's a shocking, a shocking situation. She was like, I just was inspired by him. I thought he just wanted to be friends. It's like men don't want to be I'd, friends.
1: I just wanted some some help with the editing of Social Life magazine.
0: I wanted your perspective.
1: Old fashion's in the (laughs) Hamptons.
0: So then Salman ended up dumping her and he did it on social media. He said, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry to say I don't feel able to pursue what we've only just begun. I have to confess that I really haven't recovered from the recent collapse of a two-year relationship. I can't help seeing that our lives and worlds and ages are very different and hard to reconcile. I think you're a dynamic, passionate, extraordinary person. And I apologize for backing away so suddenly. I hope you can understand and excuse me and that we can remain friends. Bro. You're like in your fifties at this point and you're breaking up via Twitter. Like that's Betty. Maybe you and Devorah are actually meant for each other.
1: Well, there was no Instagram back then, otherwise it would have been on Instagram <laughs> stories.
0: I know. Puts it in his highlights. He's like dumping Devorah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: she basically said, like, he was a pig. She goes, you're at dinner and he's eating and basically hanging out with your boobs. His mind is smart and his actions are infantile. His be- behavior is beastly. Like, yeah, Devorah, you also would, like, go get your nails done and your tits would be up to your chin. Like, it, it, you have to look at your boobs. You're, like, no weight and your boobs <laughs> are huge. It's like, It's like, you can't take your eyes off of them. She also appeared on Cake Boss, which is another show on... TLC, where this guy makes cakes, really riveting television. I'm actually shocked that I haven't gotten into it. And this is another situation like Dr. Phil, I couldn't find the full episode. I don't understand why I couldn't. But Cake Boss's buddy Velastro and his staff created a record breaking cake that had $30 million worth of diamonds, emeralds, rubies, and sapphires. Why do people think she's rich? Why are people making her cakes with 30 million dollars of rupees on them
1: for TV? Just for TV,
0: (laughs) yeah. I guess that that makes sense.
1: (laughs) I mean, all that, and it's like the cake itself is like probably worth a hundred dollars, and I just put jewelry on it to make it 30 million. It's like that freaking fantasy bra.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: It's always like, yeah, there's just one really expensive stone on it, and the rest is just, like, frickin' rhinestones.
0: Yeah. <laughs> With the god <glue>
1: uh, <laughs> On that episode, she was wearing the corset.
0: Maggie Norris. <laughs> I know. I have a picture of Devorah, Maggie, who obviously was at the event, and Buddy, the cake guy, which I'll post on Instagram because... These are some of the three most important people in my life. Maggie, (laughs) Buddy, and and Deborah.
1: Justice for Maggie Norris. She actually designed clothes for Michelle Obama.
0: (laughs) That's shocking.
1: That's impressive.
0: I feel like Devorah looks at Maggie as like a mother figure. (laughs) Like, I don't know. In all these pictures, Maggie looks like a proud mom. (laughs) Depressing. (laughs) So in the New York Times article, a lot of information also came out. After High Society, she supposedly secured, secured a development deal with ABC for a reality show called Social Heights, but the series was never picked up. It was never broadcasted. So she was basically saying the, she had a public split with another quote unquote friend, Emily Brill, who's the daughter of the court TV founder, Stephen Brill, who was also going to be on the Social Heights show with her. And then I guess Kristen La Liberte, who worked with Devorah at Social Life magazine, was also going to be joining Social Heights, but also said she got ties with Devorah and they haven't talked in two years. So I wonder what kind of friend Devora is, because it seems like every friend in her life is very much actually not her friend. I think Devora is just kind of like a social climber.
1: She's probably really lonely.
0: Yeah, I, I I could see that. I watched an ep, uh, an interview with her on like Fox News, and the guy kept like saying her name wrong, and he was like, "Debra, how does it feel to constantly be on television?" And she's like, mm, "Well, at this point, it's kind of just my life," and. I am so comfortable with being on television that I actually am shocked when I'm not being filmed. When something crazy happens, I'm like, oh my God, no cameras. That's crazy. <laughs> it's like, okay, girl, you've never been on television since, so sit down. So on her Instagram, totally private, she will not... Accept my friend request, which is something again I'm,
1: I'm working through. Same. I've been waiting for months now. Deborah Denise, accept me on Instagram. That's
0: so rude. She's still calling herself the editor-in-chief of Social Life magazine. There's no masthead online or any information about Deborah on their website. So hopefully we can get some of that information. So hopefully they can confirm or deny once they hear this podcast she's fallen off page six and gawker and any of those websites and hasn't been on any blogs since 2017. She's definitely laying low based on her Instagram photo. It looks like she has scaled back some of the plastic surgery, which is good and might just have like a, a simpler life. She wants to end Yulin dog trade, eating whatever Yulin is about, which honorable, love that for you. And I went into Social Life Magazine's Instagram account. Not a single housewife follows the magazine, including Sonia, Kyle, and Tinsley, who have all been on the cover of the magazine. <laughs> no one, <laughs> I repeat, nobody follows it. And Food God is involved with them. She's friends with Jonathan Shabon Ch- Chebin. which that guy is just the worst person to ever be on reality television. And Social Life magazine also had a front row seat to Kyle and Shahida's New York Fashion Week Show, which all of the Beverly Hills housewives walked at. So they've still got the pulse on reality television. They're on the cusp. They're almost there. Not quite <laughs> there. Oh my God, I think I think we're
1: done, Jasper.: Well, in conclusion, this show ruined everyone's life.
0: Except ours. I think we are the only two <laughs> who have come out completely unscathed by this television show.
1: We came out on top.
0: As we always do. Well, Jasper, thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. This is a six part baby. This is a this is a behemoth, another behemoth in our in the books. And should we give a teaser to the people as to what we're recapping next?
1: Maybe we should. Maybe we should get some buzz going we think maybe we should just there is an iconic quote which i just forgot <laughs>
0: <laughs> which i once knew i knew this quote
1: <laughs> okay well maybe we should just tell them which so we're recapping then
0: <laughs> all right no quotes we are recapping pretty <laughs> wild go watch that that will be coming out i don't know when god knows when But that is the next show on the docket. I am so excited to record that with you. And it's going to be a blast. It's going to be another good 30 hours of my fucking life. Like this show. (laughs) And I try to explain to people when, like people in my life where I'm like, no, like I watch the show once and take notes. And then I generally have to rewatch the episodes before I record on them just to like keep it in my brain. And then it's just hours of recording and then hours of editing like this is literally taking 40 hours of my life like a full work week has been for this moment and now I'm like oh my god I am releasing high society from my life yesterday I was getting a manicure with Mercedes and I looked at her and I was like I'm done, I'm done with high society, this is crazy.
1: and the next one is an even bigger shit show
0: oh my god the next one involves books i have to i have to get oh (laughs) (laughs) it was like real housewives of dc where i'm like reading fucking the salahi book and i'm like what am i doing this is with my saturday morning i'm reading this stupid shit but gotta do it for the pod gotta do it for the pod (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on this journey. And you guys, if you enjoyed this, have over to Apple podcast. Give us 10 stars. You heard that? him you have to find five stars thanks so much for catching up with me megan o'donnell on this episode of bravo happy hour until next time be sure to follow bravo happy hour on all social media platforms and feel free to shoot me an email bravo at gmail.com with any hot juicy gossip or just to say what's up stay tuned on tuesdays and fridays for more episodes of bravo happy hour and if you're loving the show head on over to apple Podcasts and give me some love in the form of a five-star review thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day